Okay, today's class is in the Rufu Shalema of Chana Chaya Bat Rivka, Yitzhak Ben Yehudis, and Chana Bat Adel, also in the Nishma Yerchon Dian of Gedalia, and success in Yerchemaim of Elisheva Ravak, Adiel Ben Elisheva, Shef Elisheva, Emel Elisheva, and Reina Makava Tobabasha. This is Hashem Tuesday night's class is going to be at 8 o'clock in Shulba Harbor. This is Hashem on happiness, success, etc. That is Shulba Harbor, 8 o'clock. All right, today's class, we're going to take Lesson 138. We're going to take a little bit of the book called Let It Go. Um, amazing, amazing concepts. And I tried this this morning. I, was, I read something very, very deep uh, yesterday, uh, just preparing for my class on the, on the rehab. And I believe the guy who makes The Untethered Soul, I think it's Michael, uh, Michael, Michael Singer. He said something. When a person is going through a problem... You shouldn't ask what to do about the problem, but ask what part of him is being disturbed by the problem. Like, what part of me is being disturbed by the problem? It's a very, very important concept. You know, the the concept of questioning our questions. Instead of, you know, usually we we just go with things. For example, Aaron, when he told the Jews, you know, they wanted to serve the golden calf. What did he say? Tomorrow. There's a concept of being mindful, of delaying the, the, the constant, constant inner... You know, constantly needing instant gratification. So what he's saying here is you're not the voice, you're the one who hears the voice. And that was very, very interesting because this is part of my meditation every single day after I go into, into breathing. I start asking questions and then I start getting answers. And I start more, more importantly, I, it's not that I get the answers. Why am I asking this question in the first place? Once you get to a very, very deep meditative state, you'll start recognizing, why am I even asking this question? And, we'll start, and you start recognizing what needs to be surrendered around. So this is the, what we're going to talk about pretty much today. Very, very interesting concept. Because this way, instead of looking for the wrong place, we're always looking for answers. Sometimes we should ask, why, why are we even questioning this? You know, that's even... <laughs> you're going to get more results when you deal with the fears and insecurities... Like, you know, you, you have a girl that, for example, when I got married right away, I got married in 30 days. I knew right away. I knew right away, etc. But imagine if I had, the questions were, is this the right girl? How do you know that's the right one, etc. If I didn't get rid of the fear behind the question, the, I would, the choice would have never been made so easily. It was the fear that caused more questions. Fear causes more questions and doubts and delays. So if we get rid of the fear behind the questions, you'll have the answer right away. This is what David Lieberman also, David Lieberman, David Hawkins talks about, which is a completely different method. Everybody's asking for the answer, but they're not realizing the amount of fear behind the questions. And that's why they, there's no answer, because they're, they're hitting the wrong place. Rabnach, first let's get to the spiritual source from Rabnach, in Lesson 138. Rabbi Nachman says, the essence of godliness is in the heart. As it is written, God is the rock of my heart. As it explains, somebody who has a pure heart. I'm going to give you the reason why you have to do this. Somebody with a pure heart. A pure heart we're referring to here is a hollow heart. A heart that's not attached to anything. That's neutral. That's not attached to insecurities. It's not attached to... It's just neutral. You're, you're listening to the questions versus attachment. As it says, my heart is in hollow with me, can know future events through what his heart tells him. So there is this concept that the heart understands. The question is, is we have to activate it. It's pretty much, you know, when you're working out, your hips are tight. It's just they're not activated. You know, you have to activate the muscle for it to work. 
Here we're not activating the heart because we either we're, we're, we have attachments or we, we, don't want to, we don't listen to the heart. We're not listening to that inner voice. We're not quiet. The, 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 the mind is too noisy. Can no future events through what his heart tells them. For these are the words of God literally. So basically God's communicating you to the extent that you have Yeshua Dat, that a person has a settled mind. God's able to co- communicate with him and he's able to have intuition. But intuition, that's why all, all teshuva, all returning to God, comes, goes back to Bina. Bina refers to the mother, like we spoke about before. You can't outwit your belief system, basically. You know, if your belief system is not there, you'll never think yourself into happiness. You have, the belief system has to start. Every breakthrough in life today comes with a different belief system. That's why belief system is in your heart. That's where your heart is. And Rav Nachman goes on to explain that the heart functions as a space where the world is designed, just, mu- just like a hollow space where creation comes to place. Each person can literally create the world he wants through his thoughts. If his heart is pure, then he's able to create wisdom. This is why it says here that God told Moshe that he placed wisdom in the heart of all the who those are wise in the heart. So God placed wisdom. What do you mean God placed wisdom in your heart? The people that had a hollow heart, God gives you wisdom. Same thing with me and you. Why are we different? God gives us wisdom. He gives us wisdom. Through, and He communicates through our hearts, through our feelings. But what happens is, if we're so controlling, and we don't want to feel, and we're, our, head's, our head's all over the place, because we're constantly distracted, then even if we get that communication, we don't know where it's coming from. See the difference? So you have a lot of leverage today, to, to start listening to that heart because that's where your creator is going to communicate with you instead of getting into decision fatigue. Now, what's going to stop? What, what is the Yetzirah's job? To create a lot of questions. Just make you go into questions and questions and questions and, and make you today, I would say, today people are suffering from this, this decision fatigue. Michael Singer says, eventually you will see that the real cause of your problem is not life itself. It's the commotion the mind makes about life that causes the problem. It's not the situation. It's the commotion behind it. It's the commotion, the noise, not, 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 not the ability. This is why, again, it's very, very important to have a set time to meditate, to talk to your creator. You have to have a set time. Uh, you just, this, this is not just going to come to you. You have to build that relationship. You have to constantly get a, 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 where you clear out that space, where you have that safe space where you're able to do that, I do that all the time, I do that with breathing, and I get into that safe place, and then I start asking the real questions, or I, ask, or I find out, why am I asking this question in the first place? And he says, don't, this is why David, uh, we're going to talk about how to really, really get to that here. So David Hawkins says, problem solving, the effectiveness of letting go, why it's important to letting go. Uh, how to make, how to get these answers, and it says, "Don't look for answers. Instead of, instead, let go of the feeling behind the question." You understand? Don't look for the answers. Let go of the feeling behind the question. Let's say, should I get married to this person? All of a sudden, these questions come up. How am I going to be? Is she going to make me happy? Am I going to be happy? Am I going to be content? You understand? So, what's really, what are you really, what, what's really there? Fear. If you don't get rid of the fear behind the questions, if you, then you'll, you'll, the answer will be right there. Okay, this is a great issue. She's going to make me grow, etc. But if you, the ego is always projecting fear. Am I going to be happy? Am I going to do this? Is she going to make me happy? It's always, always in the control. Can I control the situation? Can I, can I, 
I can promise you one thing, that I don't think every, any spouse ever stays the same. <laughs> I don't think any spouse ever stays the same. I don't think I, not my first wife, my second wife. No, but everybody changes. And it changes on purpose, because your creator makes them change sometimes, based on your relationship with you. Depending on what area in your life you need to grow, your spouse changes. Sometimes your spouse will become more spiritual, sometimes they'll be less, sometimes they'll you know, be nicer, sometimes they'll be more resentful, but it always teaches us that we have our mission in our life is to constantly, constantly grow through that. You, can you say, like, it's like tell, asking a guy, has your business ever changed? <laughs> I'm in the recovery space. It's changed a hundred times. And I'm, the ability to go through with the flow and ask your creator what you want from me in this moment is your ability to grow with that. But the, the, the decision fatigue that we're getting through is too much. It's because we have too much questions and the questions are all rooted in fear. Am I going to make it? Am I going to succeed in this? Am I going to do this? You understand? There's too much of the... We're focusing too much on the answer and not asking ourselves, why are we asking this question? Why are we asking this question? The reason why we're asking this question is we have doubt is usually rooted in fear. And this is where he says... When we surrender the feelings behind the questions, we can let go of any other feeling that might go about this seems to be the problem. Then we are finally able to surrender all components. The question is, is really to surrender the questions, which is a very interesting angle that I really never paid attention to. We're always looking for answers, and we never really ask ourselves, why are we asking that question in the first place? Should I stay married to that person? That's a, that question is a loaded question. <laughs> that question has a lot of fear, uh, anger, resentment. Uh, if you don't let go of the resentment, what do you think the answer is going to be? No, she did this to me, she did that to me, she did that to me. But if you start letting go of the resentment, such as, did I take some of the uh, questions? Did I take some of this personally? Is this true that she's abusive? Or is this just my projection? You understand? That's how we're going to get better answers. It's a very, very deep. Basically, you're, you're, you're here to hear. You know, they always tell you, listen to understand, not to be understood. You know, the key to communication, Stephen Covey says, if you're trying to talk to somebody, listen to understand them versus to be understood. So sometimes our creator is trying to speak to us so we can understand what's going on. But we want to be understood. You know what I mean? We don't hear, you don't hear that inner voice. We don't hear that inner voice. So this is about slowing down. And instead of looking for the answers, start looking for the questions. And he gives a great example here. Let's see a couple of a sudden, they're, they're indecisive on what movie to see. So it, really what they want to do is they want to spend time with each other. But they, and they're upset that they haven't spent enough time with each other. So them deciding what movie to see is just a reflection that they can't communicate. And so what's really happening? What's really happening is there's a fear of lack of communication. So they have to start now recognizing that indecisiveness of the movie is really showing them they can't even communicate. And why can't they communicate? Maybe because one's too sensitive, one's not too sensitive. But the real issue is communication. Why? That's why they can't decide what movie. You understand? If you can't communicate with each other, of course you can't decide what movie. So they get angry about what movie to see and selfishness, etc. So what movie to see or what's behind? Why are we so indecisive? Why are we not communicating? That it takes something personal to learn that. It's just, it gets you more deeper into hearing instead of looking for the answer. And that's why the answer is always in your heart. 
What do you mean the always the answers in my heart? How could they always be in my heart? I thought the answers outside of me. No, it's in my heart. My intuition tells me. And that's why my job in life is to get to that point where I start, I start listening. This is what he said, Michael. He said something very beautiful. He says, there's nothing more important to growth than to realize you are not the voice of the mind. You are the one that hears it. You are the one that hears it. You are not the voice of the mind. You are the one that hears the voice. This is a very... And this is the reason how it's so important that every single time we say the word I can't, we're just covering up feelings. You know, every single time we say, I can't do this, I can't do that, I can't do that. It's funny, in my recovery center, I had some Syrian guy from, from Brooklyn come to, and I, we're already about to do the Wim Hof method. And if, what's the first thing a Syrian guy from Brooklyn says? I can't breathe, I can't breathe. It's not for me. You know, they're so used to the cocaine, you know, next moment, nothing's good enough in life. They're always getting to the next moment. I just, this is exactly what you need to do, breathe. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Because you understand, he, he, the fact that he's in a lifestyle that next moment is always better than the next moment, that's why he's on cocaine in the first place, because nothing's enough for him. Obviously, his whole problem is, stop. You've lost yourself because your net worth is your self-worth. So he's always losing himself. He lost himself. He doesn't know who he is. You've got to go back to, why am I running so fast? Why do I have to prove to people so much? Is there an insecure part of me that needs to show it to the world? Until he fixes that, what's happening? It's just you're running from one thing to another, to another, to another. This is why we have to stop. <laughs> stop. We have to stop. And again, I, I teach myself this. You know, these are the questions you have to ask myself. Why, should, why am I holding resentment? What's the question? You know, you're holding resentment towards your spouse. Well, what's the question? What's behind it? What's, behind, what's the feelings behind it? Fear of not being loved. There's always a question behind, when you're looking for the answer, there's always feelings behind you're, asking, you're looking for the answer in the first place. Why can't I find my soulmate? You understand? That's a, pretty good, it's a good question. A lot of people, where's my soulmate? Right? So what's the, what's, the, what's the question behind it? You can ask yourself, do I love myself? Is there a lack of love in myself? Do I feel unworthy that I'm not finding the soulmate? You understand? Because in a good place, the whole point is, what we're getting to is once you clear all the blockages and you clear and you surrender all the feelings, you get answers right away. You know exactly what's good for you. And then you usually get attra- you attract exactly what's coming to you. This is exactly what he's saying here. When we surrender all the questions, you'll recognize that the answer will be right waiting for you. The answer is really, really waiting for you. This is what you're talking about when a person goes into his heart. And this is what Rav Nachman teaches us, that the more a person breaks his thoughts and starts exposing his thoughts, and starts recognizing the resistance behind his thoughts, the more the answer comes to him. And this is why, like I said many times, the resistance is always teaching us. Even Rav Nachman says in lesson, lesson 30, that before you start beginning to pray, the minute you start praying, you're going to get hit with a lot of tahala. Tahala means confusion. Recognize you don't have these thoughts so much when you start. When you do exercising, I don't really get negative thoughts. You're exercising, you're, doing, you're going to work, you don't really get the negative. But the minute you start work, is the minute you start praying, all of a sudden, what's going to happen? You start getting tahala. What does tahala mean? It says, this explanation is why all confusions and distractions are called tahila. I'm sorry, tahila is the same word as tahala. And tahala and tahila, tahila is to praise, and tahala means confusions. So anytime that we're, you know, all of a sudden, come on, let's go do, 
so many times, uh, I, don't have, I want to do meditation, but I don't have time. But I should do meditation. So what's, what's the question behind it? The fear of not getting answered, the fear of wasting my time. These is, this is the reason why I'm not just walking into the meditation itself. Like, why is it so hard for us to do spiritual tests? It's because there's a lot of, there's a lot of feelings behind prejudgment before we even do the things we do. Is it going to work? Is it not going to work? How many guys are working with a with 40-day challenge? You know, you know it's good for you. It's going to cleanse you, obviously. Cleansing is the ultimate key to everything. But what's the challenge behind it? Is it going to work? Am I wasting my time? Am I going to, this, does this mean I'm never going to, be lo- I'm going to be lonely again? There's a lot of questions. Should I do the challenge? Of course you should do the challenge. But what's the, what, instead of asking why should I do the challenge, instead of looking for the answer, which is obviously yes, look for the question. Why are you even asking if you should do the challenge? Why are you asking if you should work out? What's preventing you from working out? The fear of, you know, looking, the fear of being exhausted, the fear of not keeping up, the fear of failing. You understand? Once you let go of all of the feelings behind the questions, the answers usually pop up. Much better. That's called clarity at the end of the day. What's clarity? The ability to, to trust and see the vision. That's what, all, that's what we're all trying here for. But we don't recognize how much... You know, the questions that the Jews had in Egypt, we got, you know, their, their whole comments is where they were complaining about the desert. What was the real question behind the problem? What was the real problem? The real problem is they didn't really want to serve God. So they said, when we got, in Egypt, we got free fish, we got free melons, we got free... What was the real question? What was the real issue behind them? They didn't want to work for... They didn't want to work. They didn't want to be dependent upon God and and have to work and, 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 and do, the, do, the, do, the, do the devotions. They were really, they didn't want to connect. So the melons and the cucumbers and all that, and is there water, is there, all these questions were really rooted in, I, want, I just want to find an excuse not to work. You know how many times people, you know, they started with interviews, do you have this, do you have this, do you have this, do you have this? They're looking for an answer not to work. What's the real feeling behind it? I don't want to work. They really don't want to work. But they'll find questions to find themselves to get out of the problem. So this works the opposite. You can find an excuse anytime to justify why you're not doing something. That's what the ego does. But you could use it also positively, which is amazing. Just like you can, like, like what did Aaron do? And what does Rab Nachman tell us? He tells us all the time. Procrastinate procrastination. Tomorrow, tell Yetzirah, I'm going to take off. But today, I'm going to do it. Today, I'm going to do it, and tomorrow, I'll take off. That's what, exactly what Aaron did. He says, okay, tomorrow, we'll have a festival. He bought himself a day, because he figures it, everything happens with its instant gratification. Versus, the Yetzirah tells you, no, take off tomorrow. Take off today, and do it tomorrow. And you never end up doing it. So you could see the reverse psychology that Aaron did. He says, tomorrow, do it. You see? He, he, he did the reverse psychology. So we also, when we have these questions in our minds, the, which Rav Nachman refers to as chametz, he says, take the chametz and bring it to matzah. What does chametz do to a person? It questions is all questions. All rises. It rises. It makes you confused. It's rooted in imagination. What we have to do, Rav Nachman says, the chametz, and matzah, it's exactly the same words, 
The only thing it's missing a little a little stick. Instead of a hey, it's a chet. Bring the question down to matzah. Surrender all the things that are making before the questions. That's going to really help you versus the opposite. If you're running around with chametz in your head, then you're looking for the answer with which most people have a problem. They're getting into relationships with fear. So what, that's why they can't find answers. Because they're not, they're not dealing with the issue of insecurity and fear. So what happens is they go out there and, and, and they, they don't have the answers. We don't have the answers because we're not dealing with exactly what they, what they believe in. I mean, he has a whole exercise behind it. But the mind hunts, pecks, fumbles around, finding the possible answer. The reason the mind can't decide is because it's looking in the wrong place. Very profound. It's looking in the wrong place. What we want you to do today is ask yourself, why do I need so much validation from that person? Why do I need so much respect? Why do, if my relationship is not going well, why? I'm not getting respect. Typical question. I'm not getting respect for my life. So ask yourself, why do I need so much respect in the first place? Isn't, doesn't the Torah say that one who runs away from honor gets honor? Instead of one who pursues honor, honor runs away from him? So this person that's looking for honor is really, his problem is he's, he has low self-esteem, so he's looking for honor in the wrong place. His, the, real, the reason why he's not getting the honor is because he's, he's not supposed to be looking for the honor in the first place. But he'll never see that unless he works on himself and questions the question. And he starts hearing instead of just judging everything that happens in our lives. And the way to do this exercise is first breathe. You have to breathe it out. You have to first breathe. Because you have, when, you get, when you start breathing, breathe for 5-10 minutes, your mind is already in a very mindful state. And then you'll start asking the question. You'll start looking, instead of looking for the answers, like he's saying here, surrender the feelings behind the questions. Every question is rooted in, usually in doubt. Because people who trust usually take action. They don't even have questions. They just get going. They don't have that many questions. I don't have that many questions in my life. Baruch Hashem, I can tell you today, I don't have many questions. I know I have to get going, I have to learn quite, I have to get moving, but I take action right away. I don't sit in decision fatigue. And usually decision fatigue is rooted in fear. So if you get rid of the fear aspect, answers are right there. Whether, you, whether it becomes a journey, whether it becomes a, a pr- the process, you're not so obsessed with, did I make the right decision or did I make this decision? One way or another, you're going to learn. You're going to learn. And that's the difference between successful people. They take action right away. And then they learn on the way versus the indecisiveness, looking for answers, never get the answers, being exhausted mentally, and then just having tons of anxiety over making the right decision. And they're, headed, they're looking in the wrong place. So may Hashem help us all, that we should all head, look for the right place, which is definitely taking the feelings behind the questions. Have a great day.